Choice and Control is a podcast celebrating meaningful inclusion of people with disability in our communities, brought to you by Carers Queensland, your NDIS local area coordination partner in the community. Each episode provides a conversation space for people with disability, their families and carers to share their stories with you. We also hear from members of the wider community, local businesses and community leaders who share information, ideas and possibilities to give you more opportunity and more choice and control in your life. On a fresh winter's evening on the Sunshine Coast, the LGBTIQA community brought Aussie World to life for the annual Mardi Gras Festival. The night featured performances by a range of talented performers and DJs, show rides, and of course, the information tent, where a variety of rainbow organisations sold their wares and spread their news of support and inclusion. The staff of Carers Queensland were there, sharing information and chatting to festival goers about our role as a partner in the community for the NDIS. In this episode, I chat to one of our Carers Queensland Rainbow Responders and local area coordinator in the community, Jesse, as he recaps the significance of the night for the LGBTIQA community. But first up, a live interview from Mardi Gras with mother of two and NDIS participant Rachel as she shares her rainbow family story. So I'm here today, tonight at Mardi Gras. We've got a lot of activity, a lot of lively background sound, and I'm talking to Rachel, who's come up to our Carers Queensland store. Rachel, thanks for joining me. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, please? sure. Um, well, thanks for talking with me. It's lovely um, to be here this evening at Mardi Gras. Um, so my name's Rachel. I'm um, a mother of two daughters, both teenagers. Um, and the three of us are all on NDIS packages. Yeah. And how has the NDIS helped you in your life? Oh, it's, it's helped us immeasurably. Um, I'm just on my first plan, having just um, started in December. My daughters are on their second plans and the, the, the support that we now receive has made our lives so much better. Yeah, can you tell me some examples of that? I'd absolutely love to. So my, for myself, um, I have a lot of anxiety um, and in particular a lot of medical anxiety. So going into, you know, just getting going to the dentist or going to the doctors will cause me so much stress. Um, and my husband's very, very busy, so I don't always have the opportunity to ask him and I don't always want to have to ask him to come with me either. So it's really nice to be able to have, I've got some gorgeous support workers in my life who I'm very happy that are working with us as our team. Um, and you know, I can call them up and say I've got an appointment and they come along with me, they give me peace of mind and reassurance. They drive me um, to the appointment so I don't have the added stress of driving the car, finding a car park, all the things that you know I would get lost and sure. get really stressed about. So that's just one example. But another example which I think is um, sometimes hard to quantify and, and hard to measure is that with my children being um, better supported also, that actually means that I have the chance to look after myself better. Um, and any mother of a, of a child with a disability will know that uh, when you're raising children with disabilities, it takes a lot of energy. 
there's not the downtime. You know, you don't just put the child to bed at seven o'clock and then wake up miraculously at seven o'clock the next morning. Um, there's a lot of downtime, a lot of um, hands-on time, I'm trying to say, um, whether it be through the day, through the night. Um, you know, there have been periods where I've been completely burnt out as a carer. Um, and it's been fantastic just having that support with my children. Your children are here tonight in their yeah. rainbow colours and you're wearing a beautifully colourful rainbow cardi there. Thank you. Um, how important is it for your children and the LGBTIQ community to be supported with their disability? Oh, I think it's huge. I mean, having a disability, um, you know, that's hard enough in life as it is in terms of getting the support that you need and getting people to understand what your needs are. You add another um, level of diversity with the LGBT community and uh, which both of my daughters um, are, are proud to be a part of. Uh, and it, getting the right support can again be really, really challenging. So I think seeing NDIS here tonight really excites me to see that you're supportive of the community. It excites me to know that my daughters are in safe hands as well and for them to see that NDIS is here, I think that's it's a fantastic um, a fantastic way to, to show support for the community, but for, for them to feel safe within the NDIS as well. Do you think there's some barriers in the community that you've come across for LGBTIQ teens with disabilities? Um, well, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I think there's a lot of um, oh, discrimination as well um, in terms of accessibility. So, And how do you say, what do you say to your daughters? I'll give you an example. My eldest daughter um, has um, just started the Gympie Pride Festival in Gympie. She's just come back from spending some time in Victoria when, heck, we don't have anything in Gympie. We need to get started. So she's actually part of the Gympie Pride Festival. She's got an amazing team around her because she's like, well, if we don't have a space, I'm going to go out there and create it. So that's, that's what I try and encourage my children to do. If you see an opportunity, get out there and make a space for yourselves. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What would you what advice would you have to community organizations who are wanting to be more inclusive? Listen. Go out there and ask the questions of your members. What do they want? What do they need? I think it's important for um, any diverse group to be understood and I think the only way you can do that is by asking the right questions and spending time within that community and finding out what their needs are. What would you like people to understand more? What aren't they hearing? I just think people need to be more accepting. I think that's really the word that I, uh, you know, it, it, it is acceptance. You know, you may not be part of the community, you may be part of a different community, but we can all live harmoniously within our own communities. Thank you for talking to me tonight and happy Mardi Gras. Hey, yeah, happy Mardi Gras, thank you. As one of the largest NDIA local area coordination partners in the community, Carers Queensland continues to work every day to build a more diverse and inclusive culture where everyone feels they belong and are valued for who they are. We're proud to be one of the few organisations in Queensland to hold the Rainbow Tick accreditation, leading the way on inclusive and affirming work practices. Carers Queensland has a dedicated email address for LGBTIQA plus people to connect and be supported by one of our friendly rainbow responders. 
Want more information? Connecting with us is easy and safe. Just email rainbow at carersqueensland.com.au for safe contact with one of our many LGBTQIA team members. Um, my name is Jessie Grieve. I've been working for Carers Queensland now for six years. It'll be seven next February. Um, my role is the Information Linkage and Capacity Building LAC. So how are Carers Queensland role modelling inclusive practices for our LGBTIQA plus community? Mm. I think that Carers Queensland does a really good job of showcasing our skills around uh, welcoming LGBTQ people. Um, I think that we do a really good job of uh, showing that when we go out into the community and introducing ourselves and explaining what Carers Queensland does and how welcoming we are. You're also a rainbow responder. Uh, can you tell us about this role and the kinds of support you offer for people seeking access to the NDIS? Yeah, definitely. So the Rainbow Responder role is a response to promoting our community footprint and ensuring the safety for those who identify as LGBTQIA+, and need support for themselves, their family members or their friends. And the support through that role would be uh, an individual who identifies is, is probably the preference, um, although we do have plenty of allies on that. Um, group who would respond to inquiries to make sure that someone feels safe when going through the inquiry process because you just never know um, I guess who you're going to get on the other end of the phone and knowing that through that role you will get someone who either identifies or is an ally. I think that's really important and it's really good that we hire such a diverse range of people. Now we were at Sunshine Coast Mardi Gras together. Uh, yeah, it was a great night out and uh, we had quite a few people come up to the stall. You were chatting to a number of people throughout the night. What were some of the common questions you were asked and what advice did you give? Yeah, so one question stood out the most and it was uh, how does Carers Queensland support carers now that we have the LAC program? Um, and, and the response to that was explaining the kinds of programs that we still have for young people and young carers and adult carers and, and the way that we would support someone to link to the Carey Gateway and to find other community supports. Carers Queensland offers a range of programs for carers that support their health and well-being, coaching to get back into the workforce or pursue more training like the Carer Program and Your Caring Way. Can you tell us more about the supports that are out there and available specifically for LGBTIQA communities? Yeah, definitely. So um, specifically to LGBTQIA plus people, um, there is Transcendence, as I mentioned, which is through Relationships Australia. There's also a group that's run at Headspace through Shout. Um, that's, that's amazing. I've been there twice. Um, I also link people to uh, Rainbow Gimpy, which is run by an amazing person and they are a great link to have in the community. They identify and they have been providing me with support to connect people into the Gympie area. It's been great. If you were to give some advice to a participant listening to mm -hmm. the podcast who is LGBTIQA+, yes. with disability, what advice would you have for them for approaching us, meeting access? Mm. 
use our rainbow responder email first off, um, but uh, be open to conversations around your sexuality in terms of how we can support you. So if it's about linking to services, uh, so if you had a disability and you also identified as LGBT, be open in terms of, I need a specific doctor who can help me. And I think that if we don't know, we can't send you to the right places. So really important about having a conversation about this is how I identify. I'm struggling to find someone who can support me with this because of how I identify. Can you, how can you help me? Everybody has rights, but sometimes it's not easy to speak up and advocate for yourself. It takes confidence, resilience, knowing your rights, and knowing someone has your back. Be the voice you want to be can help. It's a free program from Carers Queensland for people with disability. It'll build your skills, help you be a strong advocate for yourself, your family and friends, maybe even your community. Along the way, you'll build a peer network so you have a squad to support you speaking up. Find out more, get in touch, or look for events and opportunities coming up near you. Visit our website at carersqld.com.au or call our inquiries line on 1300 999 636. Well, Mardi Gras certainly was a fun time, Jesse. Why is it important for such events to occur, especially for people with disability from the LGBT community? Um, that's a really good question. I think that it's really important because of visibility's sake. It's important that Carers Queensland is there to represent and show what we do and how we can help people. And it's important to have those larger events to show camaraderie and that community is important and we are here. Yeah, it was such a great night to see so many people there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I think it was great to see how many diverse people we have in our community, as well as how many young people we have that identify. Whereas previously, I'd never seen that before. I think too, it was, it's great for young people to see older people there, including drag queens and uh, so many people dressed up. It really shows... Um, that we're inclusive and we care about each other. It was so great to see. And the questions that we were asked, uh, I guess, really helped us point back into the community and how important it is. Jesse, you're obviously really passionate about your work. What is it about your job that you particularly love and enjoy? I get to meet people every day and hear their stories. And that's really valuable. I think that it's so personal for them to share their story. If you have a disability and you identify as uh, LGBTQ, you, you are such a minority and to hold that story and then be able to share it with someone and be able to listen and hear it, it's amazing. Yeah, and then be able to share that myself is great. Yeah, I love that. Jesse, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for joining us at Choice and Control, a Carers Queensland podcast. For more information about the National Disability Insurance Scheme or Carers Queensland, contact us online at www.carersqueensland.com.au or you can call us on 1300 999 or head to Facebook and look for Carers Queensland NDIS. DIS.